0: I'm Risa Williams, and this is The Motivation Mindset. And today we have a special segment of the show called The Brain Boost, where I break down neuroscience nuggets for you and answer questions from listeners of the show. Joining me today as co-host is my friend and fellow therapist, Erica Curtis, who will help me answer questions as well as provide some brain boosting tips of her own. So thanks so much, Erica, for being on the show with me again today. It's so good to see you. Hi, Reese, I'm happy to be back. So in this episode of The Brain Boost, I wanted to talk a little bit about music and how we can use music more deliberately in our everyday routine to give our brains a little boost. How does that sound to you, Erica? That sounds great. Yes. So music can be a great way to motivate yourself. And usually when I tell people this, they think of their workout playlists that they use to tackle the elliptical or the one song that gets them pumped up to go on a run around the block when they're not exactly feeling up to it. But I think music can be an effective way to motivate yourself to do that everyday chore you've been avoiding as well. So in a bunch of different neuroscience studies, scientists discovered that listening to fast paced music increased participants' motivation to work out on exercise bikes, and that the faster the music, the more people pedaled. In a study in 2013, after listening to relaxing music, Participants found that they performed better on a stress test. And in a third study, researchers found that listening to upbeat music while doing a task increased cognitive processing. I have this tool called the music motivator, which makes you form an association with a particular song and then equates it to doing a particular task. For example, if you are avoiding cleaning the kitchen, pick an upbeat song, preferably one without lyrics. Sometimes lyrics distract our brains with, you know, thoughts of the past or other memories or this kind of thing. And each time you have to clean the kitchen, put on the exact same song. So in this way, we are programming our brains by using a particular song. I used this particular technique to write my last book. I played the same album every time I sat down to write. I had previously read this neuroscience study done at the Eastman School of Music that found that students who listened to classical music for 20 minutes a day had better memory association and stronger brain organization. So I decided that every time I sat down to write my book, I would put on the same album that I like by Bach. In this way, I train my brain that whenever I hear that piece of music, it's time for me to write. So before I learned this trick, it would sometimes take me hours to get in the mood to write. I just sit there staring at a blank page, trying to get myself to focus. And I know so many writers tell me the same thing, but it's like hours of just sitting there before anything happens. So I know this trick works well, because now when I put my headphones on and I press play, within a couple minutes, I'm going, I think because now I've used it across writing three books in a row, that I've really cemented that association for myself. And I know professional athletes and performers already do this kind of trick. So the trick is to find the right song that inspires you, but also makes you feel motivated and one that you're willing to commit to, to play every single time you have to do the task.
1: What does that sound like? to you, Erica? Can you relate to that? Yeah, several things come to mind, Risa. You know, I was sitting here listening to you and I was going like, oh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just like candy for my brain, right? I mean, one thing you said was uh, about liking the music. Um, And I remember in my first book, The Innovative Parent, uh, when I was researching for that book, coming across a study that talked about the importance of liking the music. Oh yeah. As while there is a lot of research specifically about classical music, yeah, you know, there's also certain um, you know folks who don't really. Oh talk yeah. With it class. might be torture for them. Then it might be torture. For them. <laughs> don't do that.
0: Exactly. And that <laughs> I mean, be- for another person, it might be Brazilian music or French music. Yes. Or- Electronic music, right?
1: And I think in this particular study, if I'm recalling, um, you know, that some of the students and these were college students, I think had selected Black Sabbath instead of <laughs> if it works, <laughs> do it. Right. And then they looked at performance on 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 academic tasks. And so they tried it with classical and they tried it with Black Sabbath. And yeah whole group of folks who performed better with Black Sabbath because that was more motivating to their brains. Yeah.
0: And I don't always use classical music. I I kind of vary it up. I have different ones, but I like to do the same one for writing each time and the same one for cleaning. So my cleaning or my workout one might be completely different depending on what, again, like we're talking about mind modes, like we talked about last time you were on the show. What mind mode doesn't match for you? So going on the elliptical might be completely different than sitting there and doing an organizational task you have to do. Well,
1: and that goes back to lyrics also, that if I'm cleaning the kitchen, you know, maybe lyrics wouldn't be distracting to me. But if I'm going to sit down to write, uh, I probably wouldn't want lyrics playing and the association i was making actually when you were describing listening to music in the background while you're writing do you do it while you're writing or before to kind of get i kind of put it on right before like when i'm getting a cup of coffee and then i sit down and i play
0: the entire album and what this helps me with it's almost like Doing a timed writing because the length of the album is always the same. It's always an hour. So I write in these hour long chunks and then I take a break and then I start the album over again. I know this sounds intense to people like, how (laughs) could you listen to the same album? I think what's important is it's fun. Like I get a little boost of like, okay, it's playing again. I have to write. Now, again, if I associated This is torture. I hate this song. It wouldn't work at all. It has to be a positive association.
1: Well, and it reminds me of, you know, there's a lot of folks who benefit from what I call and I think has been called dual attention. I've actually done sort of like searches online for research about dual attention. And it's interesting because I don't find that word or that phrase coming up, but I use it frequently. And I'm sure you do too, where, you know, people who benefit from having some um, you know, like not cognitive heavy stimulation, but some Mm -hmm. stimulation for their mind Mm -hmm. to be able to then focus on either a writing task or a listening task. So it reminded me also when you were talking before Risa about doodling or knitting that when people doodle or knit while there, there was actually a study of listening to, uh, Phone recording, like somebody who had left a message with some facts or details about what the person needed to remember to do. uh, And they had participants listen with and without doodling. So one group just sat and listened, and then the other group doodled while listening. Mm -hmm. And the group that doodled while listening and not taking notes, just doodling um, shapes or symbols, they actually recalled more of the information that was left in that. Phone message. Maybe when you listen to this podcast, take out a pen and start doodling. And see how much of this sticks. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the music works in a similar way. That while yeah. you're writing, it provides that stimulation, that auditory stimulation to the brain so that it wakes up just enough to be able to focus and start moving forward with writing and generating information.
0: Yeah, if you're picking engaging music, where it feels like you're engaging your energy in an upbeat way, I could see how that would work. I also think there's something to be said about, we have a lot of mind chatter going on. And these are just ruminating thoughts, worrying thoughts, and sometimes what you're saying about the dual attention, whether it's doodling or listening to light music, it's quieting the mind chatter enough where, where you can maybe focus and think, okay, I need to do this now. Or possibly you're setting time parameters for yourself, like when I have this on, it's time to focus until this music runs out.
1: That could be it
0: as well. And that's why things like the Pomodoro method and time writing and putting a timer on sometimes work as well because you're setting that time limit. So the task doesn't feel endless in front of you. Like I have to clean the kitchen, but it's going to take all day Saturday. That doesn't sound as fun as, okay, if I play this song, I'm going to see how much I can clean the kitchen before the song ends. Maybe that makes it more fun, gives you a little dopamine
1: hit because it's a little bit of
0: a reward.
1: Getting to the end
0: of it, possibly. Right,
1: right. Yeah, on this topic of using music as a timer, I talk about this for parents in each of my books uh, to help parents to transition kids or let kids know, especially younger kids, right? When we say five more minutes, like they don't know what five minutes is. Yeah. Right. And so instead, if we say, you know, what song would you like to play when this song is over? The kids know the song and they know about the length of the song. And so that's actually a better gauge for them of approximately how much time they have left with a task or an activity. Uh, It's a little bit more motivating for them and fun. And then when the song ends, what I also recommend is that the child can then pick their transition song. And so, and and to your point, Risa, you know maybe actually you pick a transition song and you use that every time to signal time to transition. Yeah, sort of like a timer song. When the song's over, it's time to transition. Now we're gonna play our transition song, and we're going to go and put on our shoes and walk out the door as we listen to this transition song. I love that.
0: Because sometimes it's so hard to get kids out the door to go to school. Why not have a getting ready for school song? That's like an anthem that gets them pumped up. <laughs> and ready to go? I used to put on a song. Uh, the kids would choose their favorite song. And I'd say, okay, by the time the song's over, pick up everything on the floor and clean up the room a little bit. And let's see how much yes. you can get done. And again, it's like making it a little bit of a game for yourself. Something fun. Your brain is like, oh, that's a little bit of a challenge. Right. There's no reason adults can't do this, too. Why not make... Doing laundry more of a game, or you know, any everyday task that feels hard for you to do,
1: right? And then you why not
0: use music? Boost, yeah, right? that
1: little reward boost, like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> well, and talking about you know, using songs to you know, they have it's so multifaceted, right? I mean, that's what's so fascinating to me about music, is yeah. that it you know, that studies have shown that it activates parts of the brain responsible for emotions. It activates parts of the brain responsible for memory. It activates parts of the brain for sensing safety and threat. I mean, it's amazing how many different ways we can pull from music in of thoughtful ways in order to reach the goals that we have for ourselves. And I actually even re- recently read a study that said it revs up our movement system. So music stimulates the part of the brain responsible for motor movement, yeah. which then make, it makes sense, right? Connecting back to what you were saying in terms of athletes using it, mm-hmm. or if we're going to race the song to pick things up as fast as we can, um, that that energizing beat actually activates the part of the brain responsible for motor movement and our body wants to physically move.
0: Which is why it works so well for working out, if you think about it, because you're putting your brain in the mode to work out before you work out because you've now triggered that association. And they have done studies that show the more we can picture doing the thing before we do it, the more our motivation increases to do it. For example, if you want to go take a hike, but you can't convince yourself to take a hike, picture yourself taking a hike. Picture, okay, I got to go get my shoes. I got to go put them on. I got to get the gear and put it ready by the door. And I see myself going out the door. Next thing you know, your brain is getting you out the door. So that's a little trick. And why not use music and kind of make it even stronger in that way?
1: Right. Well, and that reminds me of, you know, going to that, to the sort of the the ultimate goal too, like visualizing the end result of feeling good and pairing music with it. We used to do that. My daughter and I used to do that on the way to um, her, her diet, she was uh, doing high diving for a while, like springboard diving Yeah, and she, you know, it was, it was tough, you know, it was freezing cold outside and I was like in boots and a wool jacket and a hat. And, you know, here are these kids having to jump into a swimming pool and get back out and stand in line. Yeah. And- Her motivation was, even though she loved the sport, her motivation was pretty low to get into the car and drive to dive class.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs)
1: completely normal. (laughs) So we would picture, you know, that good feeling she had when she was diving and we would actually play an empowering song. And it was the same song. We played Try Everything by Shakira. There you go. And that was like her pump it up song. And we would play it in the car and we'd sing together and she'd, you know, get in a really good headspace about it and be ready to get out there and participate. And that's what athletes
0: do before the Olympics, before a big game. And that's what when I've worked with people who play on stage in front of thousands of people, they often have their headphones on in the wings and they're playing the same song over and over to kind of convince themselves to do it because this is a stressful thing they're about to do.
1: That's you've right gotta
0: get your brain prepped. That's so right. it's all about creating games for yourself, finding the little ways to like perk your brain up, get your brain to light up and see the task as something it can engage in. even if you're just tricking it for a few minutes, you've you've solved that problem.
1: Right. Well, that helps with memory as well. Music, as we you know I mentioned before, stimulates the part of our brain responsible for memory. We know it motivates us. We know it moves us forward. Uh, Rhythm as well. That rhythm helps us to remember things better. All these things are good for your brain. Keep it light. Keep
0: it fun. Find ways to motivate yourself with music, and hopefully that'll get you through the tasks you need to do today. So now to end the show, we have a question from Sarah from Northern California. She listened to previous episode six about journaling and emailed this question. I like the journaling exercises you talked about in the time lab episode, but I really struggle with using a journal each day. How can I get more creative with journaling so that I actually want to do it more often? So Erica,
1: I'll turn that over to you. All right. Well, you know, take photographs. If if writing is really something like, gosh, I don't have the time to to take out my journal and write that down. Um, That taking photographs. And even if it is, we've been talking in previous episodes about associations that we make that um, if somebody said something and, you know, maybe you just you're having coffee with them, like maybe you take a picture of your coffee cup.
0: Yeah, um, and yeah.
1: then maybe later on in the week when you look back through the images and you, you see that coffee cup then you go, oh, yeah, I was having, you know, coffee with that person. And that was really inspiring. And oh, yeah, I forgot I told them I was going to follow up with that thing that we talked about. And I need to remember to do that. And, um, and so that's another fun, quick way uh, to also create a visual journal. That's a great idea. And they have those challenges where you just take a random
0: picture every day for a year. And Mm -hmm. I did it one year. And it's really fun to see over time all the random pictures you take. Because sometimes it's just a tree or it's just a rock you find. It's not always like a big event that happens to you. But it's like a little you know photo visual of an entire year in your life, which is really great to have.
1: I think that's so inspiring, Risa, because journaling doesn't have to be daily. It doesn't have to be weekly. That um, you know, we can say we're gonna do the first of the month journaling for 12 months and the first of the month we're gonna write, or every day for a whole year or or every season. Or, yeah, yeah, or every season that we can really think creatively about the type of format we want for journaling. Um I would live I'd love to see that journal, Risa. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty it's it's a hard task to challenge yourself to take a
0: photo every day, because there are some days you don't want to take a photo, you know, like you're not feeling well or it's just a boring day. What do you challenge yourself? Well, you look around your room and you think, oh, look at that little statue figurine I have there that I've never taken a picture of. I'm going to take a picture of that or my plant or something like this.
1: Right. Maybe we'll do another episode on photography. I would love that. All right. So thanks so much,
0: Erica, for guest hosting this Brain Boost episode. It's always good to talk to you.
1: Thanks, Risa. This was fun to chat about today. Take care.
0: If you're interested in learning more about Brain Boost episodes, please visit com and click on podcast. There you can find out about upcoming segments and you can also submit a question for us to answer next time. To learn more about tools discussed on the show, please check out the Ultimate Time Management Toolkit or visit theultimatetoolkitbooks.com. I'm Risa Williams and we're out of time for today. Thanks for listening.